0: Well, good morning, church, and welcome. You can turn in those Bibles to Acts chapter two. Last time, uh, I'll be saying that as we finish out this chapter today. Now, if you've spent any time at all around small children as they are just learning to walk, you know that's a pretty exciting time. Right. And and you know that they begin usually by, you know, pulling themselves up on something. It's a coffee table or or, or the edge of the couch. And, and then it's that, you know, kind of super shaky, you know, first step where you know their muscles haven't developed yet. There's a completely new action for them, and, and there's a lot of falling down. Right. And and of course, that's the point where parents are always super thankful for extra padded diapers. Okay, but isn't it incredible? Uh, just how quickly they they learn and, and and they and they get it and and they get stronger in their muscles and and before you know it was one or, or maybe two steps before they fall and then it's like you know ten or twelve and and before too long they're beginning to hit their stride right and that and that confidence grows and eventually uh, they are just off and running and it's pretty difficult for us to keep up to them. Okay, well, likewise. As a church begins to hit its stride, okay, in its functioning and in its operating, uh, it, it's also exciting, right? It really is. You see believers coming together for the purpose of Glorifying and magnifying Christ. I mean, it's it's awesome. I love that. And so this morning, what we're going to do here is we're going to take a look at these final six verses of chapter two uh, that show that the church, you know, just beginning to take shape here and hit their stride for the very first time, which gives us an opportunity as Redemption Church to really, you know, kind of assess these things and really consider how we're doing when it comes to, you know, these areas. You know, are are, are we still committed to what makes a church strong and healthy? Have have we hit our stride? Are, are we backing up at all in that or, or are we going even further to uh, greater maturity, greater joy, and greater uh, honor to Jesus Christ? Now, of course, you know, it's not lost on me that, you know, this pandemic has drastically, you know, changed the way that churches, you know, operate. And so we'll have to keep that in mind certainly as we go through all of this here, but but it's really important to know this, okay, that that we still can carry out the heart of our mission that God has given us and we can even hit our stride in you know times such as this, in, in impress, unprecedented and the challenging days uh, that we are all in, and so I want to look at this now from you know from the from the scriptures perspective, and then think about it based on kind of where we're at uh, today in the world. And so here we are, uh, Acts uh, chapter two, uh, starting in verse forty-two. Okay, it says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship. praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number, day by day, those who were being saved." God, we thank you so much for uh, this snapshot into the life of uh, the very first group of believers, Lord, and how uh, they uh, started to function, Lord, and some of the things that they did, Lord. I pray that as we look at this here in your word, that we would see that these are things that we would we ne- never move away from as a church, Lord, that we would be that much more committed to them because you gave us these things, Lord. And, and it is through these things that your spirit moves in power to glorify the name of your son to to transform us and to save people all over. And so God, would you do this work? We pray, Lord. We've looked so much at your Holy Spirit. And we're going to see that work just continue through the rest of this book. We're going to see it here uh, in the conclusion of this chapter, Lord. So lead us, I pray. Transform our church. Encourage us, Lord. These are difficult times, Lord. Help us to think through these things well. And, and as churches change so much, Lord, that we wouldn't just, you know, kick our feet up and, and put church and, and ministry all in the back corner and say, well, you know, we can't do that until we get back to normal because that is just not true. Lord, we are called to uh, to love you, uh, to serve other people, and uh, to make much of Christ. And so, Lord, I pray that we would be able to do these things. Lord, gather our hearts, draw our hearts towards you. We pray in Christ's name, Amen, Amen. All right. Well, as you remember from uh, last week, of course, uh, you know Peter had just you know preached this fiery sermon through the power of the Holy Spirit. Right? He he shared the gospel with this. You know, Jewish crowd, and and what happened? Well, the Holy Spirit, you know, worked to uh, convict them, and and three thousand people uh, got saved in one fell swoop. They just repented and and trusted Christ as the Messiah. And so, you think about this here, okay? you've got this you know first of all this very you know relatively small group of people about 120 you know di- disciples and apostles gathered together in this upper room and and all of a sudden they grow uh, 25 times uh, bigger uh, which is pretty wild to say what a work of god and because this is you know such a a, a grassroots uh, grassroots you know, stage kind of situation. You know, the, the church—they—they they didn't have anything yet in in the way of uh, of structure. You know, they're they're you know reading the Old Testament. They're they're allowing the, the Holy Spirit to to lead them through their uh, leadership, right? And that, that's exactly what they have. They've got the Spirit, right? They've got the the Word of God. They've got they've got the apostles, and of course, uh, they have each other. And so here's. What they do, right? And more importantly, again, it's what God does through them. Okay, as these brand new, you know, followers of Jesus, you know, start to become this, you know, highly functioning and thriving. Church, right, and and of course these are to be the the very foundations, you know, of every local church. Certainly, our church. That is what uh, we are going for here. So here's the first thing. We've got five things today. Okay, our church begins to hit our stride when we're first devoted to the essentials. And so uh, what we get here in this passage uh, that we've just read is 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 really like a thirty thousand foot, you know, kind of flyover of uh, of how the church, you know, first began to operate, okay? So take a look at this here in verse for, uh, 42, uh, what they did. It says, and they they devoted themselves to four main things. Here they are, okay, the apostles' teaching, okay, and the fellowship, okay, to the breaking of bread, and lastly here, uh, the prayers. Okay, now that word devoted is, is so important, and it's, it's a it's a rich word, okay? It literally means to persist obstinately. Right? I, I love that. it's it it's so strong. it means that they were they were, you know so, you know completely committed, okay to to pursuing these four endeavors here that, that they were like just a dog on a bone about it there was no quit in them they were focused they were they were refusing to give up it was it, it was just going after it right they, they were just like they were they were stubborn i i love that word obstinate right uh, you know about these essentials almost like an insult but 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 it but it wasn't at all it was it was meant to, to just you know showcase how how great their resolve was they were they were devoted right that's that's what devotion is Okay, so they were devoted, first of all, let's unpack this a bit here. It says to the, to the apostles' teaching. Okay, well, what was that? Okay, well, the apostles' teaching was, was them teaching the Old Testament okay, through the lens of, of Jesus Christ, right? Who he was, what he came, and, and, and what he did. Okay, that's exactly what the book of Acts and, and the rest of the Old Testament, for that matters, uh, shows us they taught. So their their teaching centered on how Jesus was the true promised Messiah, King, and and Savior of the world, how how, how he was going to eventually return. There was going to be a second coming where he would come and he would would judge mankind for our sinful uh, rebellion against God. And yet how, you know, salvation uh, from that was available through uh, grace, by grace, right? Through Jesus' righteousness. Hey, by the way that he, he lived, he lived the holy, the perfect holy life that, that you and I couldn't through his death and through his resurrection. All that was substitutionary. That was for us. That was in our place. And, and so through him, salvation by grace as a gift is available to us should we, okay, uh, repent should we believe or or have faith in in him in what he accomplished okay so it, it was this very thing that they devoted themselves to right they they devoted themselves to to know it like to to drill it down deep into themselves to to not just you know know it academically but but to love it, right? To to marvel in it, to apply the the truth and the implications of the gospel and the scriptures to their lives so that they were transformed, okay? So they were devoted to uh, the apostles' teaching. Second of all, it says that they were devoted to uh, the fellowship. And now, that word fellowship, maybe you've heard the Greek word before. It's that word koinonia. And, and I think that word has, has kind of lost some some oomph and some meaning uh, over the last uh, several decades. It means far more than, you know, just, just hanging out, okay? It means more. It actually means literally a, a partnership. It's close mutual association or even the sharing of life together. Okay, now, now the following verses, as we're going to see just through this little passage here, uh, it's going to show us what that looked like more specifically in detail, and and, and we'll get there. Uh, but I think for now, it's it's safe to say that that a core essential of of any you know church hitting its stride here is, is to forge you know deep relationships uh, among each other, right? To, to know each other and to connect in deep ways. It's good to think of the church as as a family. Okay, it, it is. It's it's the family of God. Okay, and now family is you know, messy and, and, and family can be hard and family can be uh, disappointing uh, even. Okay. But there, but there's just, you know, straight up no room and not according to the Bible, right. For, for that, you know, kind of, you know, solitary, you know, individualistic, I'm going to do it by myself. Christian life, right? All of that is an oxymoron uh, according to uh, the scriptures, right? Though that is, if we're honest, a very major struggle uh, for many in North America today, right? We just live in such a, you know, ruggedly individualistic uh, culture that we often think that we can, you know, live our faith that way when God never designed it at all. We see right out of the gate here, they were devoted to, you know, fellowship, okay? Living life Together in many ways. Okay, thirdly, they were devoted to uh, the breaking of bread. Okay, which of course would have meant you know the Lord's supper, or you know we often call that uh, communion. Okay, where they you know intentionally you know you know took time and, and focused on the sacrifice. Of Jesus Christ on the cross, they 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 focus on his death and and what he suffered and what he endured and what that accomplished for us, right? Because all of that would be the the source. They knew that this was the source of their salvation, right? What Christ went through was the source of their their gratitude and and their humility. Like we're not all that great. We need Jesus, and look what he had to go through. It was the source, you know, of their you know and the motivation for their service. Uh, to uh, to the lost and to uh, each other, and top of this, the you know the breaking of bread you know would have been coupled with you know just eating meals together, right? That's what they would have done. They would have done that as a as a church community, maybe in in very large groups, certainly in in uh, smaller ones uh, together in their homes. Okay, again, more on that as we go as well. But fourth, okay, what were they devoted to? Okay, they were devoted. There it says to uh, the prayers, hey, okay, which which certainly would have related to you know how the Jews would gather in the t- uh, temple twice a day once in the morning and and be led by the priests to uh, to recite prayers to, to to the Lord right they continued to do that but it also you know would have been about them you know praying together as at, you know, as, as smaller groups, and they were already doing that. Remember, in the in the upper room, they were gathering together, and they were they were praying, and they were waiting for the gift of of the Holy Spirit. So They would have been praying in groups, of course. They would have been praying, you know, individually. And, and think about how you know life you know was difficult during this time. There they were there was a lot of confusion. They were suffering persecution. They were living in kind of unstable uh, times, and so you know they it, it drove them uh, to prayer. They recognized how much uh, they needed it. No no question that prayer was such a massive, you know, essential and, and key component of uh, the early church from the very beginning. Now, you know, as, as you think about, you know, yourself in the context uh, of our church, uh, can you say that you have hit, you know, your stride when it comes to being devoted uh, to these same essentials that we just looked at here? Uh, like, like maybe, you know, for example, you've noticed that this, you know, pandemic, as it, as it kind of wears on, right, that like, perhaps it has caused you to be, you know, sifted by the Lord somewhat in, in regards to, you know, your devotion uh, to these areas, you know, because what I think this, this pandemic has done, it's been hard, but, but it's been good, is that, is that it's it started to expose our idols, have you sensed that in your life? And maybe for you, it's you're starting to realize, man, I just want my comfort all the time. Right? I, I, I just I, I want to feel good things. I want to feel pleasure, and and you have that longing, that urging to, to just run to some of those things during the discomfort of 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 the pandemic. Maybe for you, your you know your your routine has been you know thrown out of you know out of whack, and 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 you don't really like that, and so you're uncomfortable, and, and maybe there's just fear and, and anxiety. It can be tied to to work, and or you know or your health, or or what have you. I mean, all of these things. Uh, can be a re- have been a real challenge for us, I think, during this pandemic. And here's the thing: if any of those things, have, you know, have become idols and things we want too much, and our heart is screaming for them, okay, um, I-, I think what what really happens is it it threatens us to feel just super uneasy. Right, right. We 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 feel this, this chaos in our lives. And and again, there, there's that that fear there as as our as our sense of control, you know, kind of ebbs away. And so I would just really ask you here, as as maybe you've been sifted, okay, and, and you're sensing the Lord working you in, in, in all of this, and it's been very uncomfortable. What has this sifting or where has this sifting caused you to go? Okay, has, it, has it caused you to pull, you know, away from or, or lean more intently and more devotedly towards, you know, these essentials that we're seeing the believers engage in here, right? Are, are you pulling up, uh, back from or, or pushing harder into uh, something like the apostles, you know, teaching, which we know, you know, ultimately now for us, that, that's the scriptures, Right, many of these apostles they actually wrote the rest of the you know uh, the New Testament, and so we have that now. And, and so, do you you know are are you reading the scriptures? what, what is your time in God's Word looking like? Have, have you kind of you know put the the Bible on the nightstand? Is it just collecting dust, and and you're just you know you know, kind of pulling away from all that, or are you like more voraciously uh, into it? You know how about online church? Obviously, if you're hearing me say this, you know you're in some way watching this or hearing this uh, on the podcast. But for you, you know, how devoted, right? How how obstinate are you about just like I've got to dig into this? I've got my Bible open. I've got my pen in my hand. I'm taking notes. I'm, I'm I'm careful. I'm leading my family well in this. Are are you are you going for it? You know, are you? Are you into church online or is it kind of drifted to this less important thing? now? Ah, we'll catch it if we wake up, right? We'll catch it if we, you know, it sounds like, uh, you know, a message we really want to hear or, you know, it's just kind of playing in the background. while I, you know, make breakfast or whatever, but, you know, it, it's less of a, it's less of a thing that I'm devoted to. Which way are you running on that? How about, how about fellowship? Yeah, that's a bit of an interesting wasn't one, isn't it? I mean, everything is obviously, you know, moved online for us. You know we've, you know we've got small groups running online and 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 youth and and redemption kids on on Sunday mornings. Are, are you tapping into these things? Right? Are Are you making the most of that? Like, listen, I get it. Zoom is not ideal, right? Google Hangouts not not the best thing in the world. Okay, but are you using that as as an excuse to now? No, I, I don't. I don't need to go after these things anymore. I need to show. I can show less devotion uh, than anything. Are Are you? plugging in? Are you going after teaching where we're, we're opening up the scriptures and, and, and teaching it and, and learning this together? Are you pushing your kids into, into youth? Or I've been so encouraged to know that our, our youth group has has actually been growing during this time right? And Jeremy's doing such a great job with that. I'm so, I'm so thankful for what God is doing in that, in that ministry. Have, have you been, you know, getting your kids in front of, of Angela Meyer and, and her encouragement on, on Sunday mornings and, and the resources that we have there uh, for your kids so you can use those to disciple them and make sure that they are sitting under uh, strong teaching, okay? Are you, are you following that in terms of, of fellowship, right? Are you Are you pressing into relationships with God's people? Again, that comes through through small group ministries, certainly. It comes through the ministries that we have uh, going online. Uh, definitely, uh, it's, it's connecting with you know, people that you know in our church. It's sending texts, it's FaceTimes, it's all of that. Again, it's not the best thing in the world. There is certainly something missing, right? We all get all of that, but, but doing nothing is certainly worse uh, than doing a little bit. Are you leaning into that? Are you devoted to that? Or are you pulling away? How about the breaking of bread? Yeah, granted, communion is, you know, a difficult thing to pull off uh, during a pandemic and, and when church is online, but you know what? I, I think it's actually really good that, that you and I, we would, we would miss that, and I, I know that I do, and, I, and, and I'm kind of using, you know, that to, to, to make me, you know, want to be together again and be able to, to have communion together again once we're, uh, once we're able Hey, eating meals—I mean, that component of, of fellowship—I mean, that is that's also kind of tricky right now. But but are you getting creative with this? I mean, I, I know that uh, there's at least one small group that in their Zoom call they devote a time to you know eating food together and just catching up and and uh, and shooting the breeze. I love that. I love the creativity in that. Okay, are you leaning into fellowship? Are you leaning away? How about prayer? Right? What's your prayer life like these days? Right? You know, Zoom. Prayer meetings. Let me remind you that we have these for you for your benefit and for your help. We have this going you know, on Sunday night tonight at, at 8 p.m. through Zoom. It's a way for us to get you face to face with each other and, and connect in that way and to, to lean into praying. And if you're not comfortable with praying, that's okay. Just come and, and listen. listen to the prayers of, of fellow brothers and sisters in Christ in our church and allow those things uh, to be a comfort and, an, and a motivation, and encouragement uh, to you. You can bring the kids uh, together, uh, for that as well. You know, it doesn't have to be just you as an individual or with your spouse, but we'd love you to, to, to join us, you know, Sunday nights or Tuesday mornings. If You want to get your week kind of started off on a strong note that way we've given, you know, kind of two opportunities uh, for you to be able to do that. Are you praying? Are you praying in these ways? Are you, are you leading your families in prayer? Are you, you know, as you're struggling maybe, or, or, or wrestling through the challenges of our day right now, is it driving you to prayer? right my prayer for us is you know is that in the in the sifting that all of this has been for us again that we would become you know that much more devoted uh, to these essentials and not not treat them as optional right not 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 take a vacation or or a holiday uh, from them not not at all right not uh, we can't we can't afford to right we need to especially if we want to be a church uh, that's hitting our stride now maybe for you in these essentials and and these disciplines, you know, you're, you're you're kind of thinking, man, I'm just kind of I'm lacking zeal for these things. I'm kind of struggling with 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 motivation, you know, to dig in more deeply here and 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 grow devoted. I'm I'm not really sure how to do that and. You know, I I would just say if that's the case for you, and it is for all of us at multiple points along the way in our relationship uh, with the Lord. But again, if that is for you here, uh, this next thing really shows us uh, what our motivation must be tied to, must be rooted to if we're going to be truly devoted uh, to the things of Christ. So, second thing here, okay, our church begins to hit our stride when we're filled with a holy awe of God. He okay, filled with that holy awe. Take a look at verse 43. It says, And awe came upon every soul. Hey, okay, that word awe there means um what you might think it means. It means uh like an utmost respect. Okay, it means it means to be in wonder. It even means to, to have like a, a a holy fear of God, where, where you're just so taken by him, so captivated by him and, you know, his, his nature and, and, and what he's like, his, his character, his, his attributes, things like his, his holiness and, and and his, his, his goodness to us. Those are the attributes of God, you know, where you're captured by his, his deeds and then the mighty things that he does, right? Awe is what happens and when you're struck by just how great God is and at the same time, you're struck by just you know, how small you are at the same time. And there's that comparison there. When, when you sense that gap between yourself and how awesome God is, that right there is awe. Okay, so it says that, that this type of awe came upon every soul. Okay, and it says, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. Okay, so, so God's spirit, understand, he, he's doing a, a mighty work by way of the, these wonders and signs through the apostles. And we've already seen uh, a few of them uh, through uh, the start of Acts already, right? We've seen, the, we've seen the coming of the Holy Spirit in power, right? We've seen the, the, the disciples then, you know, being, being filled with the spirit and, and speaking in these other tongues or, or in these other languages, Okay, we we've seen you know Peter be filled by the Spirit and, and just you know grow courage and and speak boldly and fiercely and so so clearly and directly. Of course, we've seen the the salvation of of the three thousand just last like, uh, just last week, okay, and of course the the rest of Acts speaks of of, of far more right of uh, of more healings and you know dramatic you know, prison escapes, and and even a few people, you know, being raised from the dead, okay? All of these things are just evidence of God's, you know, powerful wonders and, and signs and, and driving these believers here to, to, to this sense of awe that had be, uh, come upon uh, all of them, every soul. You know, that that holy awe of the Lord, okay, that, that you see here in this verse. I mean, in that right there, I think is such a key uh, to a church, you know, hitting its stride, right? right. It really is. If we're missing that awe, you know, we're, we're, we're missing so much, right? If, if that awe is gone, if it is kind of leaked out of you, have you noticed when, you, when you've suffered from that, that, that everything else in your life just kind of goes flat? You're like, I don't really, you know, Seem to you know be all that you know you taken by by God and who He is. I I seem to you know not care all of that much all that much, and I I don't seem very devoted to Him in all of these you know different ways. Okay, now now the issue for us is is not that we don't know how to uh, you know to be in awe, right? Every single one of us are in awe of you know many kinds of things, and in many ways that's kind of you know the the problem, okay? Because because God has wired each human being uh, to stand in awe. Okay. And, and unfortunately, though, it, it's sin that has warped us and, 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 and doesn't allow us to, to have awe of the Lord. We get very blinded to that and we become, we become in awe of of other things, of 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 lesser things. And so the question really for us is, you know, you know, what you know am I in awe of? Now now I know that I've mentioned this book to you before and we've talked about it a number of times, but this book, you know, appropriately titled Awe by uh, Paul Tripp has been a real encouragement to me and and to some of you I know. And and I would just encourage you to read it because in this book he, he just goes after this. He he tackles the topic of 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 our awe problem and and how to be, you know, filled with the awe of the Lord. So again, you know, what are you in awe of? Right? Is it your circumstances? I think for so many of us, that's, that's, that's kind of a, you know, a large bucket there, but that's, that's really it. So many of us are just in awe of whatever's going on in our life. And we've got our eyes on that thing. And, and and when life is going really, really well, it's like, wow, you know, this temporary happiness, and I'm in awe of that I'm chasing after that. But when life is not so good, right? Like when it's kind of in that, in that valley and in a bit of a rut, you know, we're in awe of, of that, right? And, and, and the, and the anxiety or, or, or the fear or just kind of being down and all that, we're in awe, and we, we think that this is such a massive problem and we're all in awe of the problem. And, and, and it can get, of course, you know, pretty, uh, pretty dark. Are you in awe of your, of your circumstances? And, and that needs to be transferred to the Lord. There's a million things that we're in awe of, right? Is it money for you? Right? Many, many people are, are, are caught up in that. Now, it's not to say that money is is bad. We all need money. It's okay to, to want money. It's, it's fine to, to, to make money. It's certainly uh, true. The scripture says that the love of money is the roots of all kinds of evil. Okay. So, so we can love money and, and that is too much, right? That is sin and, and get us into uh, all kinds of problems. Is money the thing that, that has captured your awe, whether you have it or whether you don't? Is that it for you? Hey, okay, is, it, is it just entertainment? And, and pleasure, right? And, and we, I, just, I just want that and, and my heart yearns for that and, and it's my phone and I need to scroll you know, social media and I need to you know, watch content and, and, and TV shows and I need to spend copious amounts of hours you know, numbing myself. That, that is what I am in, in awe of, okay? Or, or is our awe rooted in the person and work of Jesus Christ, right? Is it? Is that where your awe is? It was so cool uh, just this week, to have a number of you uh, reach out to me uh, through text and just you know express you know your awe of of what the Lord did in in saving you know that that brand new woman to our church that I talked about uh, last Sunday, and some of you were like, man, this is this is incredible. Like how how great is the Lord? And I have this you know new sister in Christ that they haven't even met yet, right? And you're just like, the Lord is is amazing. How good is you? That right there, that is awe. As, as you're, you're considering and, and you're weighing just the, the, the mighty works and the amazing things that he does, what is, it, what is he doing in your life? Right? How have you seen him work that maybe you've tended to just kind of sweep off to the side, but you need to spend some time there and, and, and kind of you know, take stock. What has what the, the Lord done? What, how, you know, what kind of prayers has he, has he answered in my life? How has he worked in my marriage? How has he worked in my kids and, and in my relationships and in our church and start to allow those things to increase our, our sense of awe? Because are, are, are we in awe of him? Right? That, that's such an important question to ask. A church that that regularly is and, and, and growing in that right? is a church hitting its stride. Okay, another sign that we are is, is when we're unified and others oriented. That's the third thing here today. And we see this starting in verse uh, 44. It says, and all who believed... Okay, these are the Christians. All who believed were together, okay? Uh, that word together there emphasizes uh, the idea of, uh, of unity, okay? The idea of unity and, and cohesion in that sense, as opposed to, you know, like, like a physical gathering, okay? Which maybe that's good news for us today, considering all the, you know, the physical distancing uh, that we're all occupied uh, with, okay? That, that, that we can be a, a unified church, even though we can't physically be in, you know, in the same room together is awesome, right? Because it shows us here that, that unity is about pursuing, okay, the, the same, you know, the same mission and, and the same purpose, right? Being on the same page about that. And so I would just ask you, church, do you, do you know what our mission statement is, right? Do you know what that is? and And are you on board with it? Are you, are you going after it? Okay, so I'll just, I'll just remind you, our, our, our mission is to glorify God, right? That is what all of life is about. Whether you eat or drink, do all to the glory of God, right? So our mission is to glorify God. Well, how? Well, through the you know, fulfillment of the great commission, right? The great commission is where Jesus said, go and make disciples, right? So we wanna, we wanna make disciples. We wanna fill the mission that God has given us, the great commission. How do we wanna do that? We wanna do that in the spirit of the great Commandments, The great commandments found in Matthew chapter 22, where Jesus tells his followers that, that it's all about loving God and loving neighbor. All right, so we wanna glorify God through the fulfillment of the great commission in the spirit of the great commandment. So I would ask again, are we a unified church, right? Are, are we unified in this? And I kind of like to think of unity as, as rowing in the same direction, I really love canoeing and I love camping and I'm really hoping I get to do that uh, this summer. But if you think about, you know, two people in a canoe, uh, they're not very unified if, you know, the guy in the stern or in the back, he's, you know, paddling and steering and the guy in the bow in the front is just kind of sitting there and, you know, gawking around uh, at the uh, nature, right? It's, it's, it's hard if, you know, the wind kicks up to be, you know, to keep that thing, you know, straight and going where you want to going. If it's only one person, the other person uh, isn't doing anything. Okay. Likewise, if, you know, the, uh, paddling isn't very unified, if the person, you know, in the, in the, in the back is just, you know, kind of ruddering, right? And they're, they're kind of steering and the guy in the front, he's, he's paddling his face off and the other guy's not really at all. That That's, that's not very unified. One doing, you know, work and then another one, you know, kind of looking like it, but, but not nearly as much as they should be or could be. And of course, I think it would be very obvious to state that, you know, if two people are in, you know, the same boat and they're, they're paddling in opposite directions and one guy's saying, no, I don't want to go where you're saying, I'm going to go in that direction. I mean, it's, it's a disaster, right? It just, it doesn't, it doesn't work, Okay, so so again, are we are we unified here? Are we rowing as a church in the same direction? Okay, this church uh, certainly uh, was. It says that they were together. Again, we know that means unified. okay, and here's the evidence of that. Okay, keep going, verse um, well, still in verse 44, it says that they had all things in common. You know, this isn't referring to. Uh, hey, we have so much in common and it's, you know, mutual interest. So I'm sure that was, you know, true for these guys as it is, you know, for us. But, uh, but rather uh, this here, verse 44, it says, and they were, they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. Okay, and so what you see in this here is the heart of these believers for each other right? It was amazing. They're not focused, you know, on themselves and and here's what I want. And I just want to, you know, accumulate, you know, things and kind of be about, you know, my, you know, my program. No, they they weren't about that. They weren't about self. They were, they were others uh, oriented. They're like, Hey man, like what what are the the needs of, of, of the church here? Like, Like, how are people, you know, struggling? And then how can I help, you know, meet those needs? And honestly, I I think that this is a general strength of of our church. I, you know, I really do. I mean, multiple people have reached out to me over the last couple of months, you know, to ask questions like, you know, how how's the giving going? You know, like how can I help out maybe more with that? You know, or, or what are some of the needs that you're hearing people have? You know, can I, can I bring somebody groceries if, if, if that's needed? Or, you know, does anyone need any repairs done around the house that they can't get to right now because maybe they're sick, you know, or they have to work like crazy or, you know, they, they just don't have the ability to be able to do that. Like, can, I, can you let me know so I can go help people? I mean, I just, I just love that. I love that heart and that desire that I'm seeing in so many of you. Now, if there is an area that we, you know, might be, you know, somewhat weak as a church, I think it's that we just, I think a lot of us, we don't really like to admit our needs and ask for help. Yeah. That's not just, you know, common for us or for our church. That's again, a, you know, a fairly Canadian thing, a fairly North American thing. Again, as we like to be self-sufficient and, you know, if I'm weak, it just means I need to pull myself up by my bootstraps and I, I don't want to, you know, be a drain on, on anybody else. But Listen, I know there are some people in our church uh, who are who are in need right now. But listen, you don't want to you don't want to ask for help, right? Maybe maybe it's some you know some kind of financial you know assistance. Maybe it's something like prayer. Come on, man, like like ask for prayer. That's what it's about. Maybe it's something like I need I need help fixing you know the garage door. But I, but I guess I'll leave it because I feel you know too too proud maybe to to ask for help. And I think that oftentimes that's. That's really all it is. It's a self-sufficiency. It's it's this proud kind of mentality that, that stops us. But hey, you know, if you have a need, okay? Again, a need, you need to let us know, right? You need to let us be the church, okay? You know, you learn to think about it, you know, this way. You know, that that you can you know, contribute to you know, the unity of our church by allowing other people to be others-oriented and give you assistance to care for you. Okay? It is not just about, well, yeah, what can I do to help other people? Love that, right? That's so good. But sometimes it's about you know, just humbling ourselves and recognizing, listen, I, I need the body as much as they might need uh, me, right? Letting them care for us, so key. Fourth thing here, our church begins to hit our stride when we're expressing joy in God and in each other. Hey, verse 46 shows us this. Look what it says. It says, and day by day. Okay, So what do you sense there? Well, that's a, there's a continual you know, and, and, and consistent nature to what they were engaged in, what they were devoted to. It says day by day, okay, attending the temple together. All right, so there's that kind of public and, and, and more corporate, you know, worship gathering that they were involved in, all right? So day by day, they were attending the temple together and it says, breaking bread in their homes, okay? So there's like their, their midweek, you know, small group ministry component that they had, you know, kind of clicking in the church at that point uh, as well, okay? Where they did what? Well, we know that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, you know, to, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and and prayer. And as they did this, they were breaking bread in their homes, right? They received their their food, it says, with what? Glad and generous hearts, okay? Then for, verse 47, praising God and having favor with all the people, okay? So, so you see there the, 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 the joy, okay, and, and the delight that that this church was experiencing, right, they were, they were joyful and glad in, in the Lord, right, and they, they, they praised him, they worshiped him, and it says also that they were, they were generous towards and had favor with, you know, one another as well, right, it's just a window into, you know, the soul of, of a church beginning to hit its stride in the joy department, a hey, joy and, and the expression of that, that delight in God, and and in others as well, is such a defining characteristic of a church beginning to hit its stride. It's in a good place. Okay, so hey, let me ask you, is your joy in the Lord today? Is it actually, like, is it in Him? Are you delighting, not just in Him, but are you delighting in the church? Okay, those are the two things that we see happening uh, in these verses. Now, I will be you know just for the sake of transparency here church like honest with you okay that that i've been battling some of this lately right maybe you kind of relate to that but for me i you know i've been kind of feeling you know over the last couple of weeks really just you know kind of you know melancholy vibes and you know kind of feeling that and and, and, and there's been, you know, it seems like there's more doubts and, and more discouragement, a lot more than, you know, I'm usually uh, used to dealing with. And, and for me, I, I've allowed that to affect uh, my joy in these things, which kind of tells me that, that I'm probably looking for my joy in the wrong things, right? In things like my, you know, my circumstances or, or trying to suck joy out of an idol that will never give me that. Okay, and so for me, when I start to you know, find myself in that place, and again, I've been in that like this week, last week, the week before, like it, it hasn't been very fun. You know, I, I found that I need to get, okay, need, need to find encouragement again and, and, and joy in the word of God. Like that, that is it, right? So important. And, and I've been so encouraged and blessed to have some friends who have, you know, pointed me in that direction. People in our church, okay, who have, who have sent me some verses lately just to encourage me. And, and I've got a couple of them here for you uh, that have blessed me. And maybe they will encourage you if you've sensed uh, that you're in a season uh, like this. But the first one here is Psalm 119 verse 71. I love this. It says, it is good for me that I was afflicted. Right, it is good for me that I was afflicted. I, what a reminder for me. As, as I'm going through some, some challenges and, and maybe a bit more of a, you know, a darker night of, of the soul, I, you know, it was a reminder that, man, it's good for me to go through this. Right? I, I need to be sanctified. Right? I, maybe I'm getting a little bit soft here and, and they're, they're still growing to go. And I needed that reminder and, and I, I needed to remember that it's not just all bad just because it feels bad or feels uncomfortable. It's actually good. That's, that's the Lord working and unearthing idols and, and unearthing a wrong focus. And, and I, I, I love that. It is good for me that I was afflicted. Remember that as you're going through challenges, whatever they may be. Hey, someone else, he sent me a uh, Psalm 57, verse one. I've been chewing on this for a while as well. It says, be merciful to me, oh God. Okay, be merciful. Not saying he, he, he repeats that. Be merciful. He's crying out to the Lord for help because he knows he needs it. For, for in you, my soul takes refuge. Okay, so the psalmist here, David, he, he's running after the Lord. I, I need to find that hiding place in you. That's where I am safe. In the shadow of your wings, he says, I will take refuge refuge, and then I love this, till the storms of destruction pass by. Yeah, that line right there has been a, a specific source of encouragement uh, to me. Because on one hand, it reminds me that what I'm going through is, you know, cannot rightly be defined as this, you know, you know storm of destruction. It, it's, it's not that bad. And so sometimes God's word just gives us perspective. We realize, yeah, it's it's hard, but 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 I'm hardly in the shoes that you know that David was at, where I'm being chased by people and, and threatened with death, right? And so it gives me that perspective. It also shows me that 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 seasons of difficulty or destruction they pass by, right? And and we'll, we'll go through lots of seasons and lots of times of of ups and 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 times of 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 downs as well. And are we going to let our joy do this with it? Or are we going to allow our joy be steady because our focus is on the Lord? Another accountability partner that I have uh, reminded me of Galatians 6, verse 9. He says that, let us not grow weary of doing good. Okay. For in due season, here's a promise, we will reap if we do not give up. That was a challenge. That was an encouragement to me to not just you know, not not wallow in this, not be woe is me, right? But but to not grow weary of doing good, right? To to continue in due season when God says that it's time. You know, there will be a reaping, right? And, and again, if if we don't give up, right? I don't want to throw in the towel when I'm when I'm discouraged. I don't I don't want to have. You know, a, a sense where I'm going to give up on the Lord or or whatever. I, I don't want to do that. And, and and so I found that these verses restored my joy again as I kind of locked into these truths and into the promises of God. And so again, as 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 you meditate on these things, your joy will will begin to return as my as mine did, right? In in the Lord, certainly. But guess what else? You know, it returned. You know, as right. My my joy returned. You know, in in the church. Right in in these these brothers who who encouraged me over the last couple of weeks by reminding me of the scriptures right and reminded me of the promises of God through these verses. Listen, I I I know that I I can't go very far right I can't go very long you know without the joy and the delight that comes from the Lord from His Word and the joy that I receive from. From our congregation, from our church, from 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 other brothers and sisters in Christ. I, I know I can't I can't go far with that, without that. All right? So can can you? Right? Do you think that you can? And I don't really need those things. Right? If, if, we, do, if we do go you know, too long, we end up, we end up losing, right? We end up we end up suffering. The joy begins uh, to deplete. And it's something that we we so desperately need as as Christ followers, as as days are difficult as as the ministry that we've given is, is been given by God is so utterly beyond us. And we we need Him, we need His power, and and we certainly need we need joy. I love verses 46 and 47 because I think it reminds us um, that as, as as much as you know life looks different right now and, and church looks different and, and things aren't normal and we don't know when we're gonna get back to normal and we don't know, you know what normal will even look like, it, it shows us here that, that, it, that it's not impossible uh, to, to experience here and, and express the joy that we see in verses 46 and in verse 47, right? It often just means that we you know, need to get a little bit more creative in how we go after that, maybe, maybe a little bit more intentional about it. Right? So so that when we do get back together and, 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 and we are you know, with other brothers and sisters, we can see them face to face and all of that, we'll, we'll just enjoy it uh, that much more. Looking forward to that. Here's the final thing, fifth thing. Our church begins to hit our stride when we're effectively reaching the lost. Hey, the final part of verse 47 there, uh, you see that very clearly. It says, and the Lord added to their number hey, day by day those who were being saved. I mean, how good is that, right? Just the, that the Lord was continuing to, to, to save souls and you know, adding, you know, to this new community of believers, you know, even, even more so that they in turn could could glean and gain from the fellowship and 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 pour into that and, and grow in Christ and help carry out the mission, all of that. I mean, so 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 all of it as, as you can kind of tell here, it's all just gonna kind of continues to to multiply and uh, and grow. I love that. Now, of course, you know, implied in this verse you know, is, is that the church was in fact evangelizing, right? They, they were sharing Christ. They were, they were sharing the gospel. They were proclaiming that you know, uh, that, that, that gospel that they themselves were, were absorbing. Remember, what were they absorbing? They were absorbing the apostles' teaching, right? And, and they were praying and that was a way for them to, to absorb the gospel. And so let me just ask you, church, you know, before we get into the evangelism part, you know, do you know the gospel uh, yourself? Do you know it? Okay, and then are are you sharing it after that? Or right. it it just has to start with with knowing it for yourself. Okay, and, and I'm not talking about you know like like a Sunday school like you know kind of surfacey you know grasp of the basic. Framework of what the gospel is, where you know if you you know had a pop quiz right now, you get an A or or you could get a B. I'm not talking about just an intellectual knowledge of of the gospel. I'm I'm, I'm asking is, is your heart right? Is is your is your soul being being stirred anew and afresh and becoming more more oriented and driven by the gospel? Let me give you a couple uh, of examples here. Okay, if you are you know, prone to you know despair and and, and the many tangents of that fear and, and anxiety. Okay, can you you know you know and, and do you you know intentionally and 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 consciously and and consistently remind your heart? Okay, in those dark times, that 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 because of Jesus, your greatest problem. Okay, your 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 greatest dilemma by far okay, has been, has been solved, right? It, it's been completely fixed, right? And, and that, of course, is, is your sins, right? Your sins have been forgiven. Your sins have been, have been washed away, right? Your, your brokenness is, is being transformed. Christ's righteousness has, has been given to you. Your, your greatest problem ever has been fixed through faith in Jesus Christ. On top of that, what do you have waiting for you for all eternity, Right, right. It's heaven, which I would say is, is quite the cherry on top, right? That that is the awesome reality that you will ultimately be headed for a place where there is no more pain, right? There's there's no more, no more sickness, right? No more suffering, no more despair, no more anxiety, no more fear. So when you are going through whatever it is that you're going through, that, that difficulty, do you consciously remind yourself intentionally, going after this, Lord, I have to, I have to take hope here. And the fact that my sins have been forgiven, I know you, I am yours, you are mine. I've got heaven waiting for me. Okay. Or, or when, when you start to, you know, get into that, you know, legalistic mode that, that so many of us, you know, kind of battle and and deal with as Christians where, you know, we get kind of stale in our faith and, and, and we start to lose some of that excitement about it maybe. And, and we don't really, you know, feel like doing the things that God has has called us to. You know, when when you get in, into that, where you know you're trying to, you know, maybe it's in, impress God, right? You know, or 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 get him, you know, to get off your back. Like God, I I I prayed today, therefore, you know, leave me alone and let me get to my, you know, the things that I want to get to, right? When, when you're getting legalistic in the sense of, you know, trying to maybe earn His forgiveness. you ever do that, or or trying to get Him? to to love you more through your you know your moral or or religious you know performance that the, those those efforts right when, when you're you know kind of battling that legalism i know that i do uh, as well um, do you again intentionally you know and and, and consciously and 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 consistently okay, remind your heart and remind your mind your soul that that god just loves you you know completely as is Right? He, he loves you a hundred percent, right? He, he doesn't love you more on the days where you perform really, really well. Like, wow, look at me, right? I must have like extra of God's love today. That's not the way the gospel works, right? Conversely, he doesn't love you, love you less on your, on your bad days, right? He doesn't, why? Because, because, because God, you know, Jesus ha- has, has already earned, okay, for you, you know, what you needed to earn, but couldn't. Okay, he earned it all through his, through his perfect life, right? That, that was substitutionary. He lived that life for you. He obeyed God's law perfectly when you couldn't possibly, you're too sinful, right? He, that that, that debt, his death is, you know, the resurrection, all of that was, was substitutionary. And, and through the salvation that you have been, been, been given, you know, by a gift of grace, we have his love completely, right? We have that. And it never, never changes for a Christ follower ever, right? And as as you think about that and you realize, man, you know, Christ has earned all of this for me. I don't need to treat, you know, my salvation or God's love or, or his, you know, whatever as, you know, as a paycheck that I need to go out and earn, right? Neither should I be treating it as, as a loan that I need to, to pay back. Like I realize that, that Christ has, has done this for me. And so I better start earning, you know, earning my keep to, to try and pay him back. That's offensive to God, right? We can't possibly, we're too broken, we're, we're we're too far. We can't pay him back. The gift is, is too great, right? And it, and it's a sign of his love, right? Allow what Christ has accomplished for you on your behalf. Bring you that rest when you are you are weary from trying to earn God's love. Allow that to bring you joy when, when you when you're getting you know kind of stale on those things allow you know that truth that, that Christ has rescued you from 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 death from 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 hell to, to, to motivate you like wow like the lord is awesome that he did this for me lord i want to serve you allow that to motivate you to to serve him and to follow him and to love others as well see when 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 the gospel is is penetrating first our hard you know and our very forgetful hearts you know our, our rest and our joy and, and our gratitude for what Jesus has done will begin to rise right it will begin to swell it also increases you know the desire to to proclaim him to those who need what we've got right like sometimes we I, I think people don't share the gospel because they don't really appreciate the gospel for themselves right and if I don't think it's that great and if I'm even you know somewhat ashamed of it and and it's kind of stale, I don't really understand. Of course, you're not gonna share the gospel with other people. Understand it, love it, meditate on it, stir your, you know, allow it to stir your heart. And then that will drive you towards sharing your faith with other people. So, 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 so why? Well, well so, that, so that the Lord will add to our number, right? Day by day, those who are being saved, right? That, that is a sign, right? such a strong sign, right? Of a church that's hitting its stride. And so, hey, you know, are we as, as, as redemption, are we, are we still all in on these things, right? Are, are, are we committed to them? I mean, we had a very similar you know, series in what a healthy church and a strong church looks like very recently. We looked at our, at our six distinctives. Are, are we still going after that? Or are we committed to that as, as individuals, right? It starts with us, it starts at home. Are, are we doing this as a church? Or are we gonna take up this, you know, the encouragement today, the, the challenge and, and the urging that, uh, that we see here uh, to, to do our part in being this kind of church uh, that we see here in Acts chapter two. Well, listen, I wanna, I wanna pray for you. I wanna pray for all of us that the Lord would continue uh, to build this uh, even though uh, we are dealing with life as we're dealing with it. So join me uh, as I pray. God, we thank you. Uh, for your word, Lord, what an exciting uh, section of scripture as you, you know, started to form the church, and we st- see them just getting off, you know, and, and and running, you know, off to the races, Lord. And I pray that we would we would continue to see that in our church, Lord. I pray that you would bring a, a unity and a cohesion uh, among us, Lord. Um, and Lord, we recognize we need an extra bolt and and, and dose of that uh, today when we just can't be together and see each other. Uh, in the same way, and so, Lord, uh, help us. Would Your Spirit move in ways uh, that we need right now? Would You encourage Your church, Lord? Would You, would You build uh, all of this up into us, God? And, and and I pray that as the gospel takes root in us, and as we you know long to see other people get saved, I pray that You would do that, Lord. And I just pray, you know, if, even if there's anyone listening to this right now. Lord, who does not know Jesus Christ as Savior, I pray that they would give their lives to you now, Lord, recognizing uh, that they were, they were born to know you, Lord, but their sin makes it so that they cannot. They cannot stand. We cannot stand as sinful people in, in the face of a holy God. Lord, that is a problem we can't fix. Lord, I, I pray that they would understand right now that that is why you sent Jesus Christ, Lord, to live the life that we could never, Lord, he perfectly obeyed you. Lord, he is perfectly righteous, never sinned once. He died the death that we deserved right? He, he received the punishment that, that we had earned. Lord, he, he did all of that for us. And when he raised a new life, he, he defeated the grave. He defeated the power of sin forever. Lord, I pray that if anyone needs to, uh, to, to believe this, Lord, to admit their sin before you and, and put all of their trust, all of their weight in, in who Jesus is and, and what you accomplished, Lord, I pray that they would do that right now. So God, work in our church, I pray glorify your son, Lord. We never tire of praying for that, Lord. Do what it takes in us, I pray, to the name and the glory of Christ, amen.